passengers, may I have your attention, please? Take your seats and secure your seatbelt. The ride you're about to take will be unlike anything you've ever experienced before. They are the mics on mics, and this is Drive-By. Welcome, welcome. I am Mike J. He is Mike S. Mike's on Mike. This is Drive By Wrestling. Mike, how the hell is it going? Uh, well, I don't have to fucking go to work today. And That's uh, always a bonus. Oh, let me tell you the even more bonus about it today, Michael, is that today is a pizza party at work. So what that means is that I have avoided serving 65 ungrateful children pizza. <laughs> that's what I've avoided because I'm the boss and I serve the pizza because you know that's what we do like I'm serving you like this is right. for you guys and right. I get that but like I have 65 of the most ungrateful fucking employees that will like before everyone has gotten pizza they'll be back in line like licking their fingers like yo can I get seconds and it's like bro what man like I haven't even given everybody and it's like You'll have people come up and be like, Alan doesn't want pizza. He said I could have his. Well, I don't give a shit what Alan said, okay? <laughs> Y'all are greedy as fuck. And like, and like every other person will do this joke where they come up, and it's like I've got like 50 boxes of pizza, right? And like every other person does this joke where they come up and they like grab a box of pizza, and they're like, <laughs> like it's fucking like cute or something. Like I don't <laughs> see this joke like fucking 30 times. Right. Uh, and also, let's be real. It's not a joke, right? If no, I was like, gonna, if you were like, go ahead, they'd be like, oh, okay. Fuck yeah, right? It's not a joke, man. And I have to keep telling my employees that, like, because they all do that, like, try and take more of like, literally everything. Like, if there's overtime, they'll be like, okay, overtime. And I'll be like, I got Saturday and Sunday. And they'll be like, let me give both of them. And it's like, no, you can't have both of them. Well, come on, man. Why can't? Come on. Oh, I was just joking. No, you weren't. Because if I was like, cool, right on, you can have both of them, you'd be like, fucking A. Like, it's not a joke. And that's, like, one of my least favorite things about my employees and people in general is the it's just a joke. It's not when it's not a joke, when it's not. Like, you're using – it's – this is what I call it. It is a – it's a feigned comedic approach, right? Like, you're pretending to joke with me. Mm-hmm. You're not actually joking. You're pretending to joke with the hope being that I'm just like, yeah, cool. Like, it's not a joke. It's a feigned comedic approach. And I fucking hate it. And I'm so glad I'm it today. Because to be honest, the better approach would be, hey, if there's Saturday and Sunday, I'll If no one takes them, can I get both? If no one takes them, can I get both? Yeah, man. If no one wants it, yep. But here's the thing. Someone's going to want it, right? Exactly. Exactly. I have 65 employees, and I get six overtime spots a week. (laughs) <laughs> that's going to get taken. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> right? Like, come on. And I just, I, the greediness is probably my least favorite part of all my employees is that they're all like, got to take everything you can get. And like, I cannot stand that type of mentality <laughs> because I grew up in a county where that is the mentality that is taught and passed on. Like, take everything you can get. I have a fucking nephew who literally says that, man, take everything you can get out of him. Well, bro, what the fuck do you, what does that mean, man? Like, what does that, that's, that's terrible. 
Like, it's a terrible <laughs> way to live. Anyway, I'm doing great today, man. I'm cleaning my fucking garage for a Halloween party tomorrow. There you go. Well, I am ready uh, ready for the weekend myself. Still not recovered from that goddamn trip. And this every week since has been like, oh, we're going to just throw the busiest work and home life week at, we, at you possible. So you just never recover. But... Bro, you got a pool to shit, too. I already did that. Okay. I did that before we left. I didn't want to. I, I I didn't want to leave it unattended with a pump running off and on and the potential hazards that that could cause. So you know. Well, you got a pool put in the last week of September, and I was mm-hmm. like, "What are you doing, man?" And he was like, "It is five thousand dollars cheaper if you put a pool in, in September. Yeah. You can't even use it. You're just gonna look at it for a year." And he's like, "Oh no." I'm going to use that motherfucker a couple times. I promise you that. And he did. And he said it was not fun. But out of the no. fact that he was using his pool. It, it was about 52 degrees in my pool when I had to get in and get the steps out. Uh, Let me tell you. Uh, Actually, to be fair, once you adjust to it, it's not that bad until you get out. Uh, but when you first get in, you feel like your testicles are in your throat yes they've crawled way back up in your body and it's it's not even a lie but we're here to i guess talk about pro wrestling it has been i don't want to say a slow week like the shows were fine nothing crazy we did have halloween havoc last weekend which i will say if you didn't watch it there's the two best matches i would say were the north american uh title ladder match and then the nxt championship match with Braun Breaker, Ilio Dragunov, and J.D. McDonough, who you remember as Jordan Devlin, Mike, uh, which I think Meltzer just gave it four and a half stars, so hey, there's that, and it was fucking great. Uh, Is J.D. the guy that leads the schism group? No, that's Joe, Joe Gacy, yes, yes. All right, yeah. all right. And uh, yeah, and, uh, there's another little bit of news there. Uh, the Rock's daughter officially on NXT television now, joining the schism. As a matter of fact, so, first ever fourth generation superstar. Yeah, and like like father, like daughter, joining a uh, heel faction right off the bat, right? <laughs> I thought that too, and um, it makes sense that they did the schism because in her promo, um, I joined schism to. She essentially is like, I joined this group to disprove all your preconceived notions about who I am and where I'm from. So, like, great. Right, right. off the record, acknowledging, hey, yes, I am this person. No, I'm not like him. Uh, things are different. So, yeah, mm-hmm. excellent, excellent debut for her. Um, you could tell she was nervous, as fucking anyone would be. Yeah, as anyone would be making their debut, especially the hype that she is going to have to deal with. So um, I thought with all that going in and like the obvious nerves, she did a really good job. Yep. Yep. It's, it, I have this weird, you know how, okay. So I know you're not a fan of the judgment day, which I actually understand. However, recently I'm, they're growing on me ever since they added Dominic Mysterio, which again, not a big fan of myself and Dom, but in this like setup, it's really working for me, right? I kind of hey man, hey that- man, let's just can we talk about him real fast? 
Bro, he's like AEW dark bad. He's, he needs work. He needs work. 100%. He's also, I like Joe saying on it that he's way too tall to be a luchador. Uh, <laughs> um, no, I, I see all this. But like I said, I like what they're doing. I, I, I like the way that's going. Uh, and I'm not even saying the kid's bad. He's just not good for what they keep asking him to do. Right. Well, and I think that's like the Judgment Day group is helping to cover that up and then also develop him. Um, he's getting more comfortable speaking. He's still not great, but he's getting more comfortable speaking. He's got people to work with around him more than just as, you know, more than just Ray. So, but you say you know, like the Wolverine meme where he's like looking at the picture. <laughs> you think Dominic's picture is the performance center? <laughs> it should be. <laughs> like, uh, like he watches NXT and he's like, hmm, this is what it's like to I... develop your skills at a normal rate without the judgment of the main roster and being right. thrust major storylines that you are not prepared for. <laughs> uh, yeah. What could have yeah. been, poor boy? What could have been? I'll tell you what, man. I'll tell you what. His second dad wouldn't have let this shit happen. <laughs> That's very, very true. But uh, I, I, I kind of feel, feel like kind of how you feel about them towards schism. Like, I think they're super cringy. But like, schism is not good. No, they're not good. I want to say that. Okay, so let me say, because I said I like her with them doesn't mean I think they're good. No, I, I get what you're saying. Um, But... I, I I feel exactly like what you just said, though. I do like her with them, and I think, like, I look at them, and I think, man, this has, like, this could be something. I don't like it at all, but it could be something. Like, I like Joe Gacy's presentation, even though it doesn't work for me. I don't know if that makes sense at all, but it makes sense to me. Um, And I like the idea of what they're trying to build with it. I just, it just hasn't worked for me. Now, can this bring a new wrinkle into it? Maybe. Can she bring something to this group to change the dynamic and make it work for me? It's certainly possible. And I like the fact that this isn't a group loaded with stars. You know what I mean? And they put her in there. So let's see what happens for all these guys and girl. You know what I mean? Hell, why not, right? Well, and that's the thing, like... It's almost like what they did, like going back to like what they did with Rock, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Put him in the Nation of Dominations. Put him in a group of not stars. You had Ron Simmons. That's about it. Right? Let's see what happens. And let's be real. You didn't have Ron Simmons, okay? You had Farouk Hassan, Mm -hmm. who was not a fucking star. Who, like, I want to state, was awesome. Awesome since his debut. Farouk was rad, right? Mm-hmm. But Farouk wasn't fucking Ron Simmons, okay? Mm-hmm. He did. He was not. They dropped the ball with Ron Simmons with the whole fucking Farouk thing, and um, they should have right off the rip. He should have just been angry Ron Simmons. But let's be real, man. That was the biggest star in the group, and he couldn't even beat Ahmed Johnson for the fucking Intercontinental title. Right. So, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's cool. I like it. We'll see where it goes. It does not mean that 
you or I endorse schism at all. But I'm willing, again, to see where it goes. I endorse uh, Joe Gacy's sweet gray denim vest, though. <laughs> right. I like that they all like decided to like throw a contact in their eye too, like for no reason, like no reason. No, like the one, the one's wear. white. The one wears white and his is white. The one wears black, his is black, and she's wearing red. And I, hey, you know, she's wearing the red hoodie. I like it. It's continuity at least for that. Um, Dude with white eyeball talk way too much. Yeah, and we know obviously these are the Grizzled Young Vets, right? Like they're they're not like. They didn't come out and say it, but, I mean, we all know it, obviously, and they're not, like, even though they're not coming out and saying it, like, both of them still have their old Twitter handles, which is weird. Um, I assume there could be a good story told. That's all, that's all I'm saying. Um, I'm hey, hoping. Shout out to Wes Lee on that, on that North American title win, too. Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. And I, that's another thing, too. Wes Lee, North American champion, won the ladder match. Incredible match, fun match. Shout out spots. to shout out to Rascals on this. Yeah, like fucking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would, dude. I would love to see. I mean, I'm glad he's getting some, uh, you know, some love and solo. And unfortunate the way that it came about. I would love to see them be able to get. Well, it's Zach Wentz, but it was Nash Carter in uh, NXT. Love to see them bring him back. After that, uh, and I want him to bring, dude, bring the whole group, man. And I, all of I, them, man. Bring fucking, bring fucking uh, Nash back. Bring fucking Trey Miguel in, man. Yeah, all of them, man. Dude, the fucking trios with them, man. The shit that these yep. guys can do as a fucking, th- as yep. a three man group, is fucking unreal. And having that on NXT would be fucking amazing. We all know, we all know. Pete is not a fucking anti-Semitic piece of shit. Like, we ought right. it was a, like, god damn it, guys, come on. Like, okay, I grew up around racist, terrible human beings, okay? Mm-hmm. Our day-to-day life, I can, I can read it on a motherfucker, like, in their eyes, right. the way they right. talk. Man, I've met this guy, right? This dude is like the nicest fucking guy. <laughs> yeah, and people are good at like hiding their true selves, man. But like, dude, come on, man. Like, there's like, I just, I find it really hard to believe that th- this man that I met has hate in his heart. Okay, right. that's well, what gonna that's what I'm gonna say. And I've and met two three rascals, and they're like the nicest fucking guys I've ever met in wrestling. Like some right. of the best. I've met that were pro wrestlers. These dudes don't even understand that they've been on TV and are famous, right? They don't even understand that, mm-hmm. right? They me if I had ever heard of the Rascals, bro. What? Like, <laughs> so like guys like that don't tend to have that that hate in their heart. And let's be real, man. It's it's pretty much been well proven, well proven. <laughs> This was like some shit that was done by like a hateful ex. Well, I I always find it interesting when stuff like this happens and then the person who caused it is now quiet. Like, because they got what they want. Like, how do you not put two and two together there? Like, they made noise to make a 
you know, for a cause and effect. And when they got the effect they were looking for, they shut up. And it's like, if this dude was as bad as you said he was, you wouldn't stop until they were arrested for something in a way where they couldn't hurt anybody anymore, right? But he's mm-hmm. not. You just wanted to ruin his life, and you did as much as you could for the time being, so now you're going to shut up. But hey, shout out Wesley. Congratulations. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. Um, yeah, I would like to see all three of them reunited. Dude, dude, like, why did they do that thing under their that's chins? And I was like, because it's the fucking little rascals, man. And she was like, wait, that's why they do that? And I was like, yeah, the rascals, the, that's what the little rascals, that was their thing. And she was like, I refuse to believe you. Because I oftentimes make up stories and tell her, shout out Marie, she's probably listening to this. Uh, I oftentimes... <laughs> And then later we'll be like, I just made that up and she believes it. Um, so now she doesn't fucking believe anything I say. That's fair. <laughs> That's fair. That's all fair. Uh, Mike, let's do this. Let's take a real quick break. We're going to come back and we'll just dive into a couple more things that have gone on this week. Maybe some newsworthy. Definitely one thing I want to get in that we had an offline, an offline conversation online, if that makes sense. Hang tight. We'll be right back. If you want to rage quit AEW every time you hear Excalibur call an Enziguria leg lariat, then this is the show for you. Welcome to Drive By. Alright, Mike. CM Punk's dog got kicked in the mouth and everyone's mad at the unbucking right? No. <laughs> No. No. So no. It's just, funny because no one is mad at Hold on. Do we want to just take this conversation right from our private chat? You're just going to read exactly what I said, aren't you? Um. Yeah, if you want to do that, we can do it. Well, I like, I like the way it started. Um, let me see if I can pull this up. Maybe I can't while we're on this. I cannot. It's not letting me. <laughs> so. Yeah, I got it right here, bro. Okay, go for it. Because it, it started with, and I can't remember if it was, was it, or we'll, we'll shout you out. Was it Ryan that started it? It was Ryan. Ryan shared it, and he said, uh, the you know, he shared the little Courtney CM Punk's can. His locker room door was kicked in, and it accidentally hit his dog Larry in the face, causing removal of two teeth from Larry. Ryan said, I'm just saying, if this is true, I have a little corgi, and if his two teeth got knocked out, I'm fucking somebody's world up. Valid, right? Valid, valid point. Valid, valid, like, feeling from a pet owner. Um, I'm now going to read my responses. I guess my only thought on it is, don't go talk shit for a half hour. Say if anyone has a problem with it, my door is open. Then when someone has a problem with it, you're a bitch about it and don't open the door so it gets kicked in. Well, that's just your fucking fault. Like, literally anything that happens after the press conference is on him. His dog got hurt because he wasn't man enough to open a door. And Ryan said, still beating your ass if you hurt my dog. Which, again, valid. Right. But I respond with, they didn't hurt his dog. He hurt his dog by not opening the door. They didn't know a dog was on the other side of the door. They weren't in the room. 
They were just being men and confronting a guy who blasted them to media, then said, come find me if you have a problem. They went and found him. He bitched up. They did what any man would do and opened that fucking door. All of this is on punk. Like he's okay. So like, that's pretty much where that conversation, like we talk about some other shit after that, but like, but like he is the one that knew the dog was by the door. He's the one that, cause like, here's the thing, man, you don't just kick a door open on one kick. Okay. Like, I don't know if anybody's ever just like kicked a door open, but unless it's like, I'm not going to say you don't ever just kick a door open and on one kick. Right. But I'm imagining a locked locker room door. You're not kicking in with one fucking kick. Right. And they probably threw a couple shoulders into it first. And we're like, let us in the fucking room. And the dog was probably up there at the door, like wanting to know what the fuck's going on. Um, so he had all the knowledge, right? He's the one that knew people were trying to get in. They probably said, yo, we're going to kick this fucking door. So at the end of the day, it's on him. Like he was there. He was, he was the one that saw what was going to happen. You know, if a fucking door is about to get fucking busted and you know where your fucking dog is standing. He's the one, right? He's the well, one. Well, the bottom line well, is... Like, like, this is all yeah. on him. You could have moved your fucking dog from a door that you knew was about to get fucking busted in. You could have just opened the fucking door like a man. You could have just left it unfucking locked like you said it was. Or, here's the thing. If your door's always open, could just left it open. And, and weren't, weren't reports also that, like, they did, like, knock on a door and try to get him to answer it? Yes. He wouldn't answer it? He wouldn't so answer. He knew they were there, so he had to assume they were pissed and wanted to talk to him. I also like the idea that I saw where on a report that people in CM Punk Punk's camp didn't think there was anything wrong with the uh, media scrum, and that things only went bad because of what happened after. Yeah, what the fuck? That's so, why. That is literally like. There's something wrong with you. Like, if you thought the only problem was that y'all fought in the back, then you clearly don't understand the things that you do. Yes. Yes. It's like our friend Jim said, our good friend, Mr. Best. Mm -hmm. Dude, he has a personality disorder. Um, Like, straight up. He's got all, like, the telltale signs of a personality disorder. Like, nothing is ever his fault. Everyone asshole he is the savior of everything everywhere he goes i'm just here to make everyone better he's the savior but it's like secretly he's also trying to make himself be the best guy there like it's like he's got all the signs of a personality disorder dude needs fucking therapy honestly yep yeah it's it's bizarre um i I just really honestly also if you talk shit about me to the entire media of our industry, right? I don't give a fuck about your dog. How about that? How about like, <laughs> how about even if I know your dog's on the other side of that door, I'm still fucking kicking it in. Right. 
Like, and I'm sorry to be like that if that offends any of you animal lovers out there. But like real talk, I don't give a fuck at that point. Literally at that point, I do not give a fuck. And I don't care. I don't care. And how about to this day, if I was the Young Bucks, I still wouldn't fucking care. I'd be like, shoot him at your fucking dog, piece of shit. Yeah, and that's the thing. You can't. I told you I was coming in that room. I don't give a fuck what happened to that animal. That's on you, bud. Well, and you're gonna talk. You're gonna talk this talk. You're gonna, um, you know, be this. I'm my door's open. I don't blah, give blah, a blah. fuck if your child is on the other side of that room and got <laughs> hit by the fucking door. How about that? How about that? I don't give a fuck if it was your grandmother or your fucking uh. uh I don't give the only way I don't the only way I give a fuck is if it's your pregnant wife. That's it. That's the only <laughs> way I care is if it's your pregnant wife or a child below the age of five. I don't give a fuck outside of <laughs> any other fucking that right there. I don't give a fuck who is on, who or what is on the other side of that door. Fucking do not care. You could have Davy Jones come from the fucking depths of the fucking ocean himself standing there on the other side of that door, and I do not care. Like, <laughs> fuck you, you fucking asshole. All fair. All fair. Um, I literally sit here and just hope that this is good. might sound terrible to some people. I'm sorry. I sit here and I hope ever see that man in a wrestling ring again. Ever again. Ever like, again. I know there's people that are just diehard CM Punk fans. That's fine. And if that means they have to watch WWE to watch him because he goes there, like, I don't want that at all. Like, I feel like that's the exact opposite of what they need right now, considering. You know, and majority, now there was some, oh, this was the worst Raw this week. It was not a bad Raw. It was not a super eventful Raw, but it wasn't bad. Uh, Like, people are enjoying the product again. I think it's the last thing we need is for Punk to come fuck something up. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Agreed. Agreed. And then Jericho apparently told Punk that he's a locker room cancer. Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean... Jericho trying to keep that place on uh, my list of personal favorites. Uh, right. Strong. <laughs> right. And Chris Jericho continues to be the shining example of what a uh, what let's call it an elder statesman mm-hmm. should be mm-hmm. like and maybe the best example ever in the history of wrestling. Right. And, I'm going to say that. And, and, you know, Jericho, I, I don't. North American wrestling. Let's say that, right? Yeah. I don't love, obviously, his a lot of his political views. Uh, you know, there's been a lot of things about that. Like, And I know this is a completely different argument, but people will be like, well, yeah, Crispin Walsh should be in the Hall of Fame. Separate the man from the character and what he did in the ring. No. That will never change. He murdered his family. Uh, hey, but, hey, hey, hey! If you think if you think that Chris Benoit should be in the Hall of Fame, fuck you. <laughs> but but that being said, like I can sell I can separate Hulk Hogan from the 
probably deplorable person that Hulk Hogan, or that Terry Bollea seems to be, right? Like, I can separate Chris Jericho from the political views of Chris Irvine, right? Like, I can do that. That's perfectly fine. I can't get um, past man. I'll be honest about that one. That, that dude's a fuck. I can't get past Hulk Hogan, man. <laughs> well, yeah. I look... That dude. That dude's a fucking scumbag. Yeah, I don't he's care. a scumbag, 100%. I also that doesn't fucking, mean that I, I can't also, watch WrestleMania 3 and enjoy it. You get what I'm saying? You want to know something wild, and this might be sacrilege? Um, I think that show's fucking overrated. <laughs> Honestly? Um, it is. Uh, I think that show is one of the most overrated pay-per-views. I've never spoken this out loud, by the way. I think that show is one of the most overrated fucking pay-per-views of all time. Anytime anybody ever goes to that as like a, like a, like why 80s wrestling was better, blah, 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 blah. And we both have that friend. We both have a friend in common that always goes to WrestleMania three. And it's like. <laughs> Am I gonna sit here and say that Savage and Steamboat is fucking amazing? No, man, it's one of the best fucking WrestleMania matches out of all time. But like, literally everything outside of that is fucking immediately forgettable to me. The Hogan Andre shit is just like, if you take your childhood wonder out of it, right? If yeah. You take the nostalgia factor out of it. Yeah. It's unwatchable. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm with fucking you 100% unwatch- on that. The whole pay-per-view is borderline unwatchable. It's and it's like times. everybody wants to go to WrestleMania 3. Uh, but I get what you were saying. You can go back and be a kid again when you watch WrestleMania 3. Right. I understand the point that you were trying to make. Right. I right. get it. I just want right. to say that I think WrestleMania 3, like, <laughs> like, <laughs> Like, the fact that anybody thinks WrestleMania 3 is better than WrestleMania 17 or WrestleMania 20 is, is just fucking mind-blowing to me. Just say you don't like wrestling. Just say you only liked wrestling when you were a kid, right? Like, just say you never, ever stopped sucking Hulk Hogan's dick. <laughs> all fair points, all fair points. Hollywood Hogan? Hollywood Hogan, though? Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> right? But no, nothing else. I love it. I love it. Uh, we can probably wrap up. Um, I don't touch this, touch base on, on you with this. Well, actually, a couple of things because they're both a little more in your wheelhouse. Um, MJF already kicked out of. Uh, uh, glad you said this because I wanted to talk. Help me the, with the name of the group. I just, I just. The firm. The firm. Uh, Thank you. The continuing face turn of MJF, or as I like to call it, the continuing parentheses, we want you to believe it, say, and parentheses, face turn mm-hmm. of MJF. Mm-hmm. Uh, when they jumped him, I was like, oh, fuck, here's the face turn. This is it. Um, no. Nah, man. Nah. Nope. Nope. This was part of the story. Like, he had them beat him up. 
<laughs> okay, so I like that. I like that a lot. My question was going to be, you know, AEW got a lot of flack. Probably some of the first flack they started getting with everyone's in a faction. Everyone's in a faction. We discussed on here, like, I like factions. You like factions. Like, New yeah. Japan's all factions. You love yeah. New Japan. You know what I mean? Like, and WWE is starting to do the same thing. Factions and Triple H is a fan of factions. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm, I'm with it. But it did, like, for me, watching AEW or checking in on AEW is more, more of the appropriate thing, the way to phrase it. Their factions really seemed short-lived for the most part. Like, they just would start them and end them and start them and end them and make new ones and dissolve them and then feud them and then dissolve them and then they're just gone and then there's another faction in this place and we don't even know why like so when i heard this i was like wait this is like not even what six weeks old where he's joined this group and was the big reveal and master plan and they turned on him already that seems kind of AEW-ish, but not, like, the best idea, but I didn't even think of what you just said, and if that's it, sign me up. Um, okay, so first of all, I'd like to say the firm has not dissolved. No, 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 they just kicked him out, right? They kicked him. beat him up, Um, whatever. I do. I don't know, man. That's just the first thought I had when I was watching it. I went, oh, that's the he. I went, oh, it's the face turn, and then immediately went, or, or, this would be rather heelish. And he has firmly said he has no desire to be a face, right? right. Um, he uh. I just think that this would be really in line with the character. No, I think you're spot on, man. I I just. Especially if he uses it to his advantage to win the title. Yes, exactly. Right. Like I fucking am doing this by myself, man. And then fucking they come out and help him win the title. And then he gets on the mic at the end and he's like, you stupid fucking people. Yep. Like fucking dumb people. I don't know how many weeks they have between now and the pay-per-view. What is it, full gear? Uh, yes. Take a look at that and see what we've got. Um, so, um, that's November 19th, right? That's only so, a couple weeks. Yeah, that's going to give us three weeks of him now fighting the good fight against the firm, maybe even with the help of John Moxley. That's going to be plenty of time, right? To, uh, mm-hmm. all Moxley into a state of comfortable, comfortable comfortability. Is that a word? Yeah, I think it is. It is. State, if it isn't, it is now the state of comfortability. Um, and then pay-per-view, and he fucking rat bastards him, and it was all play. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I'm in on that 110. percent I don't, like, you know, I don't like the fantasy book. That just, I'm not calling this fantasy booking, um, because it's not what I, 
while I think that this would be the coolest possibility, um, I want to say that the, it's not. I didn't think of this as. Oh, my God, I wish this would happen. It, I just it just hit me as yeah. watching it like, wow, this would be very aligned with this character. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I want to state for everybody that's like, you thought you don't fantasy book. I don't fantasy book. This is just what popped in my head as what I thought would be in line with the character. This is not fantasy booking, although yeah. it has become a bit fantasy booking to me. It is a little bit. And... Yeah, I, I, I'm with it. I'm with it 100%. Mike, let's wrap up. I got a couple things. I got a couple things right new quick. Rumor, okay, new rumor circulating. Uh, right. A possible return. Again, I said some of this is a little more in your wheelhouse. Uh, possible return to WWE for Chelsea Green is supposedly in the pipeline. Uh, Ronda Rousey is issuing an open challenge tonight. So, I mean, that's a possibility there. But had the rumors we kind of ended the show on last week. I know we didn't get much of an update. Um, but with the rumblings of a WWE GCW something, in the works um and matt cardona chelsea green married cardona working with gcw i don't know man just it all kind of makes sense but i wanted to kind of get your take on it um wait until november (laughs) actually 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 let me rephrase that. Chill until November. Um, so, guess we'll see, huh? Guess we'll see. I was more concerned with Monday. I was more concerned with Monday. <laughs> I relayed info to you regarding that. Um, mm. But, uh, Wait until November. Um, (laughs) I do want to, since we're in spooky season, give you guys a couple fucking recommendations for your Halloween weekend out there. Um, First, uh, on Netflix, I believe it's eight episodes. um, Guillermo del Toro's Cabinet of Curiosities. These are... Eight handpicked directors and stories handpicked by Del Toro himself for this series. Each episode is different. It's an anthology series, and he introduces each episode. Uh, I've only seen the first one, and it was excellent, uh, as you would expect nothing less from something handpicked by Del Toro himself. And second of all, on HBO Max... Barbarian. Okay. Barbarian is the best horror movie I've seen this year. Really? And is one of the three to five best films I've seen all year. Wow. Uh, Like literally top three, no particular order. Nope. The Northman, Barbarian. Um, At no point... Do you feel calm 
or at ease during this film. And I mean, at no point, like not even the fucking beginning. Um, at no point do you know what the fuck is going on or about to happen. And when you do know that, you just kind of do that thing where you put your hands on the side of your head and you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> and then there's like another 20 minutes of movie. <laughs> that it ends. Um, so shout out to uh to those two things for your spooky weekend. There you go. I'll throw two that I don't get to watch a lot, but the two that I have gotten to watch, I enjoyed both of them. Uh on the cock, the peacock, uh black phone. A very Excellent. very enjoyable kind of sci-fi trippy horror movie. Um and uh paramount plus i believe uh if you're a fan of the orphan film they have orphan first kill on that and also another very enjoyable fun horror movie i really thought that orphan the original was different and i like different uh of course i thought how how do you possibly take that twist which if you haven't seen orphan i won't ruin it for anyone but how do you take that twist that you get and then make a sequel, which is a prequel, when you already know the twist? And I don't know if you've seen First Kill yet, Mike, but when the twist happened, oh. when the twist happened, uh, Special K and I looked at each other and we're just like, are you fucking serious? Uh, so they did it. <laughs> they did it. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, yeah, that's on my list. Uh, the first one, the first one's one of those like horror movies that you're like, this isn't great, but it's not, it's like, I'm having fun. Well, and like I said, Orphan's not like, oh my God, this is a incredible like work of horror, like mastery. It's just the fact that it was different enough with this, with a really good twist that it was just like, okay, I, I like that they tried to do something different. And I think, I think my opinion, they did it again, probably not to the same level, but I'm going to tell you, man, if you, if you figure out the twist, you got to let me know. Cause I'll be, I'll be shocked. All right. All right. I'll keep that in mind. Um, other than that, man, like everyone be safe. If you've got kids, you're taking them out. Um, trigger treating, watch for traffic. Nobody's giving your kids drugs and their candy. Cause that shit's expensive. Um, and as I say every week, it's been real, it's been fun. We will catch you next time. You guys are beautiful. We love you. Have a great week. And now, the holiday reading by the real one, Enzo More. <clears throat> I was working in the lab late one day. How you doing? When my eyes beheld <laughs> a nearly sight. For my monster from his slab began to rise. How you doing? And suddenly, to my surprise, he did the monster mash. It was a graveyard smash. 
It caught on in a flash. He did the monster mash. From my laboratory in the castle east to the master bedroom where the vampires feast. How you doing? The ghouls all came from their humble abodes to get a jolt from my electrodes. That was an innuendo, Mr. Marcus, in case you didn't understand. They did the monster mash. It was a graveyard smash. It caught on in a flash. They did the monster mash. The zombies were having fun. The party had just begun. The guest included Wolfman, Dracula, and his son. Now you big cast. The scene was rocking. All were digging the sounds. Igor on chains, backed by his bay and hounds. The coffin bangers, they were about to arrive. With their vocal group, the Crypt Keeper fight. They played the Monster Mash. It was a graveyard smash. It caught on in a flash. They did the monster mash. Out from his coffin. Drax, good lord. I'm gonna tell you, Mr. Marcus and Mr. Forrest, I did not know that this song was this long until this very day. Out of his coffin, Drax's voice did ring. Seems he was troubled by just one thing. He opened the lid, shook his fist and said, Whatever happened to my Transylvania twist? Couple haters, that's what. It's now the Monster Mash, and it's a graveyard smash. It caught on in a flash. It's now the Monster Mash. It's the Monster Mash. Thank you for letting me uh, have this time on your show, gentlemen. I uh, hope to be welcome back again soon.